video, uh, but we're not recording video, and so I don't mind asking because Wednesday I told you to, uh, or I challenged you, well, I told you, amen, I challenged you to invite someone, just one person from Wednesday to Sunday, and did any of you invite someone for this Sunday? Uh, you, you really prayed about it, you just told me to come to church, or maybe you said, hey, it's been a while, I hadn't seen you, did anybody do that, anybody have someone with I don't, I don't know if I believe you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. You had to have been in Sunday school, all right? Silas, did y'all, y'all did? I'm proud of you, man. I'm proud of you. If I had some lemon heads, I'd give you some. I know that's, I know that's, that in Sunday school, Witt and Silas and Lofton have this, this race to who can answer first when it comes to their verses because we have a, a prize box I was informed this morning it's not a treasure chest because it's just a plastic box. Ms. Tracy has a legitimate treasure chest in her classroom. Uh, Often and Silas were they were doing that number real quick, and I didn't have any lemon heads in there, and that's what they were trying to go for uh, to get that candy. So anyway, and I saw a couple more raised your hands. That's good. Now, what was our challenge this morning? Anybody remember what are we doing every week? From now to the end of the year, one pack, hand out a to someone, and invite one person each week. If everybody here did that throughout this year, I promise you, I promise you, God will reward faithfulness. He will. That's just what He does. So everyone here this morning raised their hand. There were a few that didn't. Or they maybe they thought they didn't understand what I was asking. I, all right, but I know that we challenged you now. There's tracks back there. Listen, don't overdo it. Don't grab fit, because that's what we do around the new year, isn't it? I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year, and then by February, we've put on 20. That's just how it works. We kind of overdo it. One week at a time, one track, one person. Out one track this week, and invite one person to church this week. Two different things, all right? And then I promise you, we'll see see great things done for the Lord. So let's be praying about that. Lord, help to have someone I can run into I can give one track to. Alright, starting tomorrow. Alright, that's our foundation. Let's not start off going slow and dragging. Let's start off out the gate ready and excited to work for God. Alright? John chapter 14 this evening. We're going to pick up where we left off this morning. Verse number 7. Let's stand in honor of the reading of the Word of God. John 14, starting in verse 7. You should have known my father. Ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? Here he that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I the Father and the Father in me. The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father will the Son. 
If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you once again, grateful for the opportunity to sing your praises, grateful for the opportunity to study your word. Help us in these next few moments that as we study together, be encouraged, help us be grounded doctrine uh, of the deity of Christ, Lord. Help us to understand the, the foundational significance of who Your Son is. Heavenly Father, we pray that You would speak through us now. Open our hearts and minds to receive Your Word. In Christ's name, Amen and Amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing in honor the reading of God. We already went away the truth and the life this morning. Now we're going to look at the deity. The deity. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him, and have seen him. Now, what does deity mean? When we talk about the deity of Jesus Christ, what do we mean? We mean that Jesus is God. That's foundational to all Christian doctrine. Jesus is God in the flesh. You say, why is that foundational? Because there are a lot of different religions, quote-unquote religions, that claim to believe Jesus, but yet they do not believe that He's the only begotten of the Father. I believe it's Mormonism that believes that Jesus is a creation or a prophet of God, and that it was Judas who actually was crucified and not Jesus. Now that's very different. That's, that's not a little different. That's a lot different than what we believe. Amen? That's a lot different than what the Bible teaches. Uh, the Jehovah's Witness, they do not believe that Jesus is God in the flesh. If anything, the Jehovah's Witness, uh, or rather the Mormons believe that you are more God than And the Jehovah's Witness believe that Jesus never was God. God has nothing to do Let's not even start on Islam. So understanding from Scripture the deity of Christ is essential, especially where we live. I don't know if you've noticed this, but the Jehovah's Witnesses in this area are growing. I don't know if you've noticed that. They're growing in influence. They're growing in numbers. Why is that? Well, because they're actively going out and trying to get people to come to the Kingdom Hall. It's always interesting how the false religions are more apt to be a witness and give testimony of this religion than us who have the truth. That's another sermon for another day. Amen? But I want us to recognize the deity of Christ. And if you take notes, I want you to take notes, but we need to the Bible. Jim Alter preached a message on the deity of Christ and he went to a passage of Scripture and he told he showed his his church family where he wrote deity and then he put a cross reference and uh, the joke the, joking about how he had eight different sermons out of that verse based on the cross reference and he almost went to a different sermon than the one he had prepared for uh, but we need to get in the habit of doing that and here in John chapter 14 7 through 14 what is it that Jesus is saying Jesus is saying that he is God Jesus is God. Now we're going to take some time this evening over the next few moments and we're going to look at some cross-references that show us and validate for us that Jesus 
is God. Not a God, little g, but is the God. God the Son of the Trinity. So, we're going to see that. First of all, we know that Jesus is God because prophecy was... Prophecy is our first point this morning, or afternoon. I can't keep up with the days anymore. Amen? I want us to look at Isaiah 40. Isaiah chapter 40, look at verse number 3. Amen. I'm advertising tonight for the wilds, alright. Men's retreat's only 11 months away. I'm advertising already. Amen. Isaiah chapter 40, look at verse 3. The voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for what? And this, the prophet Isaiah tells us, the voice of him that crieth in the wilderness, prepare ye of the way of the Lord, make desert a highway for our God. Now, we're going to look at the New Testament, John chapter 1. Isaiah chapter 1, look at verse 21. And they asked him, What then? Art thou Elias? And he saith, I am not. Now what is Elias? Elias is the Greek name for Elijah. That's the Greek name for Elijah. That's important. We're going to see that in just a second. And he saith, I am not. Art thou that prophet? Who is that prophet? Anybody remember from our study? Starts with an M. Moses. You see, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for a deliverer. Art thou that prophet? He answered, No. Then they said unto him, Who art thou? That we may give an answer to them that sent us what? Thou. Verse 23. And he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet Ezekiel. Now we're not, we've to do it tonight. The Baptist said, the voice making straight the way of the Lord. As said the prophet Isaiah. So John the Baptist is there to prepare the way for who? Look at Matthew. Matthew chapter 11. If I remember properly. 
Why would the Pharisees and the Jewish elite ask John the Baptist in John chapter 1 if he was Elijah? Why would they do that? Matthew chapter 11. Well, I'll tell you what. Keep your place in Matthew 11. Let's go over to Malachi. Mountain with it, Malachi. I'm going to go look Malachi. Malachi chapter 3. Amen. I want us to look at verse... Let's look at verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger... And he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in, behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. So, who is the messenger that God is going to send? Well, that answer is chapter 4. Same book, Malachi chapter 4. Look at verse 5. Behold, I will send you who? Elijah. Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. That's who the Jews were looking for. They thought, Maybe John the Baptist is Elijah. Look at verse 6. And he shall turn the heart of the fathers to the children, the heart of the children to their fathers, lest I come and smite the earth with a curse. And so we'll see their eschatology is wrong. Jesus came the first time to save men. Look at Matthew 11 now. Now, what was Elijah the forerunner to? The great Lord. all the earth. Elijah will come before that. That's why when you read about the two witnesses, we believe it's Moses and Elijah. The Mount of Transfiguration. Who was Jesus transfigured and who did He talk with? Moses and Elijah. So there's your Scripture. The two witnesses. Who stopped the rain for three years? Plagues that you see during that tribulation the two witnesses, the same plagues in Egypt, Moses and Elijah. That's what that is Malachi chapter 4. Now, notice Elijah is coming before the reign of God, before the millennial reign. Look at Matthew 11, verse number 11. Verily I say unto you, among them that are born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. Notwithstanding, he that is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. Stop. Kingdom of heaven and kingdom of God. We've talked about this before. Kingdom of heaven is what type of kingdom? You remember? Physical. Heaven was created. God was not. That's the way to remember that. Kingdom of heaven is a physical kingdom. Let me ask you a question. 
is where, is, is where Jesus is, or is the throne room of God, suffering violence? And do the violent take it by force? No. Then it's not the kingdom of God. Romans teaches us the kingdom of God is what? Spiritual. It's not meat and drink. Righteousness, joy. That's what it is. Spiritual. Here is another verse that backs up that belief and that teaching that the kingdom of heaven is a physical kingdom. Where is that kingdom? It's here on earth. And who's going to reign in that kingdom of heaven and stop the violent from taking it by force? Jesus Christ. So the context from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence. We're talking about the physical kingdom. For all the prophets and the law prophesy, this is verse Matthew 11, until John. And if ye will receive it, what? What are they receiving? They're receiving what the prophets said. Look back at verse 10. For this is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before thy face, which shall prepare thy way. Preparing the way, to Preparing the way for the God of all the earth to come and to All the prophets in the law prophesied until John. And if ye will receive it, John the Baptist, look at it. This. If the Jew this point in the one they were looking for, what would have happened? The day of the Lord. Because John come Elias, the messenger. That's what it says, it's clear as day. If ye will receive it. This is Elias, which was for to come. He that fears to hear, let him hear. But whereunto generation, it is like unto children sitting in the markets and calling unto their fellows and saying, We have piped unto you, and ye have not what? Dance. What were they wanting? Entertainment. What were they wanting? Their flesh appeased. They weren't looking for spiritual salvation. They weren't looking for the God of heaven to come and to rescue them. They were physical deity of God or of Jesus Christ. They weren't interested. They didn't want to believe that Jesus was God in the flesh. Why? Because then, the day of the Lord, what would have happened? I don't know. I believe that Jesus still would have died on the cross, been buried, and rose again because that was foretold. But I also believe that there would have been a time frame in the church period in the day of grace. Why? Because if the Lord that we know the second coming, John the Baptist would have. How is any of that possible? Jesus is God. How is any of that possible? Because Elijah is preparing the way of what? God. He's preparing the way of God to come and to rule and to reign. And so it's only possible. Matthew 11, verse 11 through 15, would have been Elias for them if Jesus is God. 
Isaiah 45. Isaiah 45. You with me so far? All right. Somebody hummed it, I think. I don't know. Amen. If you're with me, say amen. 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 Isaiah 45, look at verse 22. Look, be saved, all the ends of the earth, for I am who? God, there is none else. Verse 23. Me, every knee shall what? Bow, and every tongue shall. We know prophecy. He fulfills the prophecies of God in the flesh from the Old But we also see says no one is going to be worshipped. Satan kicked out of heaven for because he above God. He wanted to be worshipped as greater than God. And what does the Bible say? I am God and there is none else. Unto me, this is still God talking, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Isaiah 45. To realize there are some things that we teach and we go verse by verse. And, and I don't really know that I have to say this, but, but I want us to understand because here's what... And it, and it used to happen to me too. I already know that. I already know that. So then what do I do? I check out throughout the service. I kind of just sit back and I watch. But here's the question. If someone were to come up to you yesterday and say, well, how do you know Jesus is God? Show me in the Bible where Jesus is God. Where would you have taken them? Now some of you know where you would go. Amen. Some of you have some verses. So this type of study can give us some cross-references so that we can the fact is God. Because that's who He claims to be. Very quickly. Uh, we looked at Isaiah 45. We're looking at Philippians 2. Look at verse... Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also highly exalted who? Him. Who's the him we're talking about? Jesus. God hath highly exalted Him and given Him, Jesus, a name which is above every name. Jesus is the sweetest name I know. Amen? That at the name of Jesus, every knee should what? Bow. Things in heaven, things in earth, and things under the And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Now keep your 
Verse 22, the latter part. at the name of Jesus. Now why in the world would God a sinful man prophet? It doesn't make any sense. The passage slips my mind, but in Revelation, John the Baptist sees an angel and he bows down to worship. And what's the angel say? Stand up. Do not worship me. So God won't even let man worship angels, much less a prophet or a good teacher. So who is Jesus? He must be God. He must be God. He's God because of prophecy. He's God because of worship. 14.11. Romans 14.11. For it is written, As I liveth, saith the Lord, every Knee shall bow to who? Me. And every tongue shall confess to who? To God. Philippians 2 says, At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Every tongue And I've already had you turn away. In verse number 11, To the Father. So every tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. God is jealous of our worship. Only is the only person who has a right to be jealous. to worship Him, and when we worship bring glory to God, which leads us to point He turned to Isaiah 42. Isaiah 42. Verse 8. Jesus is God because prophecy foretells it. Jesus is God because the Lord tells us that we will worship Jesus. And the Bible says, I am the Lord, there is none else. I am God. There's no other God. There's one God. Jesus is God. And then notice number three, because of glory. Isaiah 42 and verse number 8, I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another, neither my praise to graven images. I am the Lord. Who's talking here? Go back to verse 5. Thus saith who? God the Lord. He that created the heavens and stretched them out, He that spreadeth forth the earth, and that which cometh out of it. He that giveth breath unto the people of the Spirit to them. 
He says, I am the Lord. My name and my glory will I not give to another. You can write the John 17. We're almost completed with this portion. John 17 and verse 5. look at. We're going to look here because we want to get back to John 14 and finish up finish up this sermon. John 17, 5. And now, O Father, glorify Thou who? Me. Me. Who is this? With the glory which I had with Thee before the world was. You see, Jesus is God because of the prophecy shows us who God in the flesh is. Jesus is God because of worship. No one else can be worshipped but God. God tells us through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit in the book of Philippians that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. And then we know Jesus is God because Jesus in John 17 and verse number 5, we learn that that glory that He's asking for, He had with God the Father before the world was. You see, if Jesus wasn't God, might as well just go home. End everything. Don't go to church. We'll... Bank account will divvy it up among the active voting members and we'll, we'll shut the property. I mean, there's really no point in being here if Jesus isn't God. Amen? I mean, there's just not. We'll take care of all the, all the, la- all the little things we got to do and we'll shut the church down and, hey, we can still be friends. We can, we can go hunting and fishing and things of that nature. Odds are I'm just going to get me a job in a bank somewhere until I die and you know, take my family back down, let them be around their family because there's no point in any of this if Jesus isn't God. Amen? But the Scripture is very clear. Jesus is God. Now, if your faith is in Jesus Christ as God, look at verse 12. Well, let's look at verse 11. You see, the entire context of this teaching, remember, we told you there's some things that Jesus is teaching. This is the last hours of His earthly ministry. And He spends them teaching, reaffirming. He's taught them a new commandment. He's taught them to take comfort in the truth that He is coming again. And now He's taught them that He is God in the flesh. Verse 10, Believest believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in Me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of Myself, but the Father that dwelleth in Me, He doeth the works. Believe Me that I am in the Father, and the Father in Me. Or else believe Me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me the works that I do, shall he do also. Works that I do, shall he do also. What works is Jesus talking about? Oh, he's talking about the miracles. Perform miracles. We'll be able to do all those things that Jesus did. That's the works that he was sent to do. If your faith is in Jesus, God, you will accomplish the work of God. 
you will accomplish the work of What did those that he had just fed the day before ask of him? Verse 28. Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? What works were they talking about? Physical. Jesus already told them in verse 26 that they didn't follow him because they believed who he was. They followed him because they saw the miracles and they did eat the loaves and were filled. They wanted to work the works of God. Verse 29 is key. This is a key passage. Just highlight it, underline it, mark it, do whatever you got to do. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on Him whom He hath sent. So, John 14, 12 says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on Me, that I do, shall he do. And greater works than thee shall he do because I go unto the Father. What is the work of God? Believing that Jesus Christ is God in the flesh. Keep reading. Verse 30. They said therefore unto him, What sign showest thou? Because the Jews see that. Verse 32. Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven. My Father giveth you what? The true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is He which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Who is the bread of God that cometh down from heaven? Jesus. They unto Him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to Me shall never hunger. Never first come down for I came down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. The will of him that sent him. Well, that's in John 10 18. No man take of myself. Father. He's talking about his death, burial, and resurrection. that of all which He hath given me, I should lose nothing. But again, at the last day. Now that's significant. We're not going that rabbit. He's talking about the last day. This is the will of Him that sent me, that everyone which seeth the Son and believeth on Him life today. So accomplish the work of God. That man will have everlasting life. That's the work of God. Believe that God is the work of God. So if we Jesus is God, we'll accomplish the work of God. Jesus Christ and pointing all men. Verse 13, very quickly. If we believe 
Jesus is God, not only will we by God through Jesus Christ. Verse 13. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will the Father may be glorified in the Son. What's the context? Faith. That's the context. Notice. Let's, let's look. Do this beforehand. Let's just look. Number 10. Believest thou not? Number 11. Verse 11. Believe me. There we have it twice. We're told to believe. Verse 11. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the work's sake. Verily, verily, he, I say unto you, he that believeth. That's the fourth time. What is he talking about? He's talking about belief. It's faith. What God said. In my name. In whose name? The name of Jesus Christ. That will I do. Now, teaching that if we want a million dollars, all we have to do is pray it in the name of Jesus and it'll happen. That's not what he What is the context? Faith. Belief. Trusting God. who Jesus was. Thomas doubted. Cast him away? No. He said, whatsoever you It's the latter verse. That the Father may be glorified. When you go through a hard time in this life, and you need God to give you your measure of faith, and to increase your faith, Here's what you need to ask before you ever bring your question to God. Am I asking because I'm trying to bring God glory? Or am I asking because I think this would make my life easier? You see, God's not interested with the ease of your life. Scripture. He's not interested with you having an easy life. You've heard the, say, the saying, we've said it here, God's not concerned with happiness. He wants you to be whole. God's not concerned with you having an easy life. Now, all things richly to enjoy. He does. But we cannot enjoy what God has given us if our focus is not the glory of God. Because we're going to start looking for things that bring us glory, things that bring us ease of life. So the question, what he shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Ever certain prayers aren't answered? Because the answer to that prayer, if is yes, would not glorify God. God, grow my business. God, if you grow your Jesus is God through Jesus Christ, which leads us to verse 14. You'll trust God for your provisions. 
You're going to trust God for your provisions. You know what I don't understand? I don't understand Christians who scheme to try to get more. You know what I mean? I don't understand Christians who are scheming more. Well, if I do this and I do this and I do this, and maybe if I do a little bit of that, and then I can turn and I can invest in a little bit and then turn it and sell it and I can flip it. And they're scheming to try to get more. You say, well, that's just good business to a certain degree. But once it starts to become the focus of your heart and you're no longer focused on Christ, it's become an idol. Amen. Can I just... Well, let's look at verse 14. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. What is it that we ask for? Are we asking for things based on our wants and desires or are we asking for things based on the glory of God? What is it you want out of life? What is it you want at the end of days? Hey, can I tell you something? I be poor and in a shack and my children go to heaven and know and run a business that has money and my daughter go to hell. Amen. What's your focus? If Jesus is God, and I believe we've established tonight that He is, we didn't have to establish it to make it true. We just verified it. Now we're without excuse. If Jesus is God, then what are you doing with life to glorify Him? What am I doing with my life to praise Him and bring Him glory and honor? What's our prayer life look like? Is that we ask? Does it bring Him glory? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father,